Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And oh my gosh, this is the first program of 2024. And no matter when you're listening to it, this is a fabulous way to be kicking off a year because my guest is a fellow C-Suite Network person, someone we've had on before, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about a subject that is absolutely critical to everyone in order to have your business and yourself be successful. So with that, please join me in welcoming Dan Silberberg to our program today. Welcome, Dan. How are you? Hey, Deb. It's great to be here. It's a privilege and honor as always. Love working with you. And uh, I'm doing great. So uh, passionate, alive, and ready to go. I love it. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit more about you, and then we will dive into this. <clears throat> so Dan E. Silberberg is a highly experienced and accomplished CEO and founder with a strong background in consumer products, strategic planning, turnaround management, and leadership development. With a proven track record of success in both Fortune 500 and startup companies, Dan possesses a unique combination of visionary leadership innovative thinking, and effective team-building skills. He has a passion for driving business performance and has a history of designing strategic plans that have a significant impact on an organization's success. Based on Dan's experience and skills, he is committed to training the next generation of leaders with his leader council in partnership with the C-Suite Network. Dan has a master's degree in leadership and coaching and is skilled in personal information to becoming an authentic leader. Dan has deep expertise in financial restructuring, operational efficiency, and team leadership, making him a valuable asset for the C-suite. So again, Dan, welcome back. Great, Deb. It's wonderful to be with you. And thanks for mentioning the uh, Leader Council. I I'm love really it. excited to be launching that with the C-Suite Network. Mm -hmm. And it'll be for C-Suite executives. And we'll get to that a little bit further in the, in the program. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, because we definitely want to talk about it. Well, you know, I always like to find out from my guests how they got to where they are today. So tell us a little bit more about how you've discovered that at least for right now, this is your passion in life. Okay, so I spent 40 years in business, as, as you pointed out, doing all those wonderful things. And I decided at a, at a point after doing so much operating that leadership was, had a miss to it, that there was something about it that wasn't in my mind delivering. Mm -hmm. And when I say delivering, what I'm thinking of as a leader one of the jobs that I believe is core is how many leaders can I develop? Right. How many people can I see the genius, the gift mm -hmm. that they have to bring? And am I actually as a leader helping them to actualize mm -hmm. it 
or am I actually helping them to tap it down mm -hmm. and not realize it? So when I started to look at, at industry in general, the mentors that I had, the leaders that I admired, I thought, you know what, this is a legacy opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. This is give back where mm -hmm. I've had a unique career, lots of doors opened and opportunities. Mm -hmm. And why should I exit the world and not have given back? Right. So this is this is my sort of legacy idea of mm -hmm. airing the opportunity to bring out the very best in each person. I love it. I love it. You know, and we've had the benefit of fabulous mentors, business associates, um, uh, you know, and, and just great people through C-Suite Network. Um, you know, you can't beat Jeffrey Hazlett. You know, we we love Jeffrey and, and you know, Trisha Ben and all the people there. And I love that they're going, you know, they're looking at this and, and saying, what can we do? What can we do to help create better leaders and and you know working with you to do that. I mean this is just going to be a fabulous program. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. So, you know, within the program, it's a year-long program mm -hmm. and it's probably different than any leadership development. Okay. So, I took a look at the marketplace. Leadership development is a 60 billion dollar market. Right. That's significant. Mhm. Mm Whatever. Oh yeah, there's lots of books and lots of trainings and lots of seminars and <laughs> Well, here's the problem. $54 billion of it mm -hmm. shows no sustainable long-term effect. Right. We read the book, we forgot the book. Yeah. So what I what my background is is an application. Okay. So the council is unique in it's going to meet twice a month, mm -hmm. 2 hours each time. The first time we're going to talk about different theory ideas, different skill sets and attributes, mm -hmm. but it's the time that you then spend applying it uniquely to you mm -hmm. so that in the second meeting, we're actually going to see what are the new aha moments? What mm -hmm. have you actually integrated in? What has now become second nature? Mm -hmm. So you need to be socially, emotionally intelligent right. you need to be able to self-regulate. Mm -hmm. You need to know how the emotions come in and how you put them out. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's now six weeks later, you've done nothing. What's the transformation? Right. For me, it's, I want leaders to transform. I want them to become the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. So the name of my company is IntelliKey. That's a unique word. Most people have never heard of right. it. Right. Is this something you made up? No, IntelliKey comes from Aristotle. Okay. And Aristotle was speaking about IntelliKey in transformation that an acorn can become an oak tree. Okay. Or a caterpillar can become a butterfly. Mm -hmm. Human beings, however, are different. IntelliKey for me is that which resides in each of us okay. that our, our gifts and genius waiting to be realized and mm -hmm. brought into the world. Well, in a lot of cases, that never happens. Right. So the people I work with, I don't want them leaving this earth without without having been purposeful, mm -hmm. intentional in leading their lives to bring these gifts mm -hmm. out and, and help other people to thrive mm -hmm. as well. Right. So why do you think that most potential goes unfulfilled is maybe the easiest way to put that. 
Thank you for asking. So here's here's my thesis um, and why I'm so excited about this council. I believe that most leadership today, the difficulty in teaching leadership is no one really knows what it is. Mm-hmm. So in other words, there is no consensus. If you were to ask everybody, E equals MC squared, every physicist, mathematician, hey. they would all agree. Mm-hmm. If you ask 100 people what leadership is, you'll get 100 different answers. It's right. very hard to teach something where no one can actually put a face mm-hmm. to it. The other thing I think is that we tend to want to talk about leadership. I don't know how you can talk about leadership until you find out who are you as a leader. Mm-hmm. So for me, by you know, sport analogy, leadership is what happens in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Being a leader is what happens marching down the field with a team to get to the end zone. Okay. Yeah. So when I look at it, One of the reasons that I believe corporations hire CEOs from outside of their own organization is that their business model does not allow for leader development. Ah, So what am I talking about? Mm -hmm. In my opinion, we are leading in a lot of businesses today in 20th century leadership development theory and in 20th century business models. Mm-hmm. We're in the 21st century. Right, somewhere we got left can't. behind. So to frame that out a little bit, in the 20th century, Henry Ford in 2014 made the first Ford. Mm-hmm. It started selling by 2027, and then General Motors really created the hierarchy. So we have this assembly line, mm-hmm. and we have to put a car together. This is a business model of manufacturing that is complex. It's extremely complicated. Mm-hmm. There's lots of parts to it. So we build silos. We have the mm-hmm. design department. We have the supply chain department. Mm-hmm. We have the marketing department, the sales department. And the only people who get to see the business is the C-suite. They right. get to look at a business. Everybody else stays in their silos. Yeah. So that's not a very effective model in today's world. Right. So when we look at it, a hierarchy, depending how advanced the people are at the Mm C-suite, it's basically top-down, command and control, Mm -hmm. in certain cases fear-based, in other Mm -hmm. cases not, in certain cases do as you're told, in Mm -hmm. other cases a little more elasticity. We get hired for the genius people think we are, Mm -hmm. and we get fired for who we are. Mm -hmm. Because for some reason, we don't fit the culture. It comes after a period of time that our values, our beliefs, our principles, our strategies, and how we behave isn't a match. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of dislocation that Mm -hmm. happens, right? So now we come into the 21st century. In the well, let me go back. In the 20th century, probably the greatest time to I I was born in the 50s, the greatest time to grow up in the world. Mm-hmm. The only distraction really was in the 60s with the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, pretty easy to move along. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're in the 21st century. We are in a fractured world of disruption. Mm-hmm. We are geopolitically disrupted socially disrupted, Mm -hmm. economically disrupted, 
politically disrupted, spiritually disrupted. Mm -hmm. Any one of those one disruptions would be enough as a full-time job. Right. If you are in the C-suite today and you have all of that disruption, mm -hmm. the speed of change and everything else, a hierarchy is a business model that I believe is an endangered species. Mm -hmm. Right. So I believe the new business model is not top down, it's actually bottom up. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, it's about an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. It's a very different way of managing. So it doesn't mean that the C-suite doesn't set strategy or target. Right, or you still need that, right? that type of, of people. Mm -hmm. But instead of a hierarchy of a boss and, and I wonder how I'm gonna get judged and what my review is mm -hmm. gonna look like, it now becomes self-directed teams. Mm. Now, as we have these teams, we don't have a status problem. The right. status of being in the team is your personal integrity. Mm -hmm. When you promise something, does your word matter? Mm -hmm. Do you actually show up? Do mm -hmm. you deliver? Mm -hmm. And the team now has a much stronger affinity. Status kind of recedes and now people have real value mm -hmm. it doesn't mean just because you want to do something the team agrees to it mm -hmm. but let's say for example that we're working in our marketing department and we want to set up a podcast okay and we've got a team of 12 people mm -hmm. the 12 people could decide that because you have 900 plus shows and you've been doing it for years and you're recognized in the market for it the team could decide that for this particular initiative, Deb, we want you to lead us. Oh, cool. Cool, right? Mm -hmm. But the team could also decide if you're not coming through and you're not mm -hmm. meeting your obligation right. and it's not moving forward, the team could decide mm -hmm. that we want to make a change. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about people being empowered. Now right. we're talking about people having purpose and mm -hmm. meaning in the work that they do. Mm -hmm. If 70% of people today are disengaged in their work, which is kind of the statistic, mm -hmm. what it means is they're disempowered, not empowered. Mm -hmm. The work isn't meaningful. Too many shiny objects are being chased. Mm -hmm. Too many fire drills. Too many of these different kinds of distractions mm -hmm. going on. And so now, what if how I sort of look at it as an iceberg. So if you know anything about an iceberg, basically 10% right. is yeah. above the water. And everything else is below. Mm -hmm. And 90s below. Mm -hmm. So top management has that 10% mm -hmm. perspective, right? They understand what's going on mm -hmm. with Wall Street. They might understand more of the, you know, supply chain idea, mm -hmm. the minerals, the, uh, you know, different currency strategies, mm -hmm. all of that kind of mm -hmm. thing. But we're in a world of unknown unknowns. Mm -hmm. The unknown unknowns are known by the team, mm -hmm. but if they're encouraged not to speak, if they're encouraged to right. do as they're told, if they're encouraged fit in, mm -hmm. don't you know? Don't rise above it. Don't rock that boat. Disruptive. Mm -hmm. Don't take too much risk. We don't tolerate mm -hmm. mistake. If that's an environment, then this ninety percent doesn't have a chance to flourish. Mm -hmm. So what we really want to do is invert the model and put 90% above the water mm -hmm. and maybe 10% below. Mm -hmm. and so now as a CEO, here's the real question. What's your relationship to power? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really right. good question. Mm -hmm. If your relationship to power is I'm the CEO, 
I have the ultimate authority. I'm the boss. Right? All of that. Mm -hmm. It's not that you still won't have that, Mm -hmm. but what happens now in terms of what part do you play in an organization? Mm -hmm. Are you a cheerleader? Are you a coach? Are you a mentor? Are you an architect? Are you helping to innovate? Mm -hmm. Are you so now this what it actually does is it brings the CEO much more into the business Mm -hmm. and removes them from this idea of isolation. Mm -hmm. We have been in a world of the cult of personality of CEOs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not a world that works well in the 21st century. I mean, let's, let's talk Elon Musk and several of the other people. Yeah. That doesn't, it's not going to work anymore. Right. So now what what we start to want to take a look at is, again, this different idea. And so in this leader council, we're really going to dig deeply into, depending on your industry, mm-hmm. what, is a, what is a correct business model? Mm. What areas of disruption mm-hmm. are you finding mm-hmm. and now building a group of trusted advisors, a group of allies, mm-hmm. a group of confidants outside of the business mm-hmm. where your vulnerability can actually be celebrated, appreciated. Right. You can bring in the best thinking mm-hmm. of similar kinds of people mm-hmm. for yourself. Right. So all of this, I think, is is really important mm-hmm to have that group of allies. Mm-hmm. I think trying to navigate all this on your own, that's a that's a really tough job. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you have 10,000 employees or one. I mean, we we really do need to be building that team of experts around us because we don't know everything. I mean, we can't. So, um yeah, build you we we've got to reach out and and be bringing those people in. So, one of the things that we found is that when teams are more than 150 people, mm-hmm. it tends to break down. Right. And, it's just too, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Unmanageable. Mm-hmm. So now if we start to look at ecosystems, mm-hmm. right, and we start to look at size and we start to look at how to empower people, mm-hmm. it's a major shift. Mm-hmm. So one of the things is we've got this technological disruption. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, a little big, thing called AI, right? Right. Among other things. So I'm now reading, you know, the most lauded thinkers around AI. Mm -hmm. I don't want to name any names, but you know who the big consulting Mm -hmm. firms are. Mm -hmm. You know the big accounting firms Mm -hmm. are. And the articles I'm reading are that CEOs are wondering, how do I get the productivity and ROI out of it? Mm hmm. This is the wrong question. Right. This is a 20th century question. Mm -hmm. So in the 20th century, what happened was people got ERP systems. Mm -hmm. Well, if you had an ERP system and it took me four months to get mine, Mm -hmm. we we hit to parity really quickly. Mm -hmm. If I got a CRM system and you got one, we hit parity. So Mm -hmm. these are productivity tools. Right. Okay. These are not competitive advantage tools. Mm -hmm. These are productivity mm-hmm. tools. So ROI matters. So what mm-hmm. happens if you're a CEO and you've been there any length of time? Here's my bet about your experience with technology. They told you what the budget would be and it was exceeded. Mm-hmm. They told you how long it was going to take and it was exceeded. They told you what kind of result you were going to get and overpromised and underdelivered. Mm-hmm. 
So to be talking about the latest of AI, that's the wrong conversation. Because right, you're behind already. You're behind. So now let's talk about, we talked about the 20th century, and it's a complicated environment. Mm-hmm. We're not in a complicated environment now. In the 21st century, we're in a complex environment. Ah, okay. Now, there are still companies manufacturing, mm-hmm. okay? But everybody's got a pretty optimized supply chain mm-hmm. at this point. We're in a world of complexity. Mm-hmm. A world of complexity requires intelligence. Mm-hmm. AI is the first technology, I believe, that will drive sustainable competitive advantage. Mm. And the reason is AI is intelligent. It's your institutional intelligence, your thought leadership, Mm -hmm. your IP, right? How you prompt AI, Mm -hmm. how you strategize AI, that's not duplicated by anybody. Right. Right. So now about four and a half percent of corporations are somewhat really the early adopter Mm -hmm. group. Right. But this is going to be an iterative process. So if you want to innovate, you're going to have to take on probably a little more risk. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to take on some mistake ideas, but Mm -hmm. the mistake, see, it's not about mistakes, it's about learning. Right. You learn from those failures and those mistakes. Right. Get out of the binary idea of success and failure. Mm-hmm. Start to think of yourself. I think of myself as a scientist. Mm-hmm. I'm not one, but I think of myself as one. And the reason I think of myself as one is scientists get to work in a lab. Mm. In a lab, I get to experiment. Right. I don't work in binary success or failure. Mm-hmm. I work in, I tried this mm-hmm. and I didn't get an outcome that I wanted. Right. So I'm going to try more. So now we're going to do this. Right. So we take away that stinging. Now, in a in a company, you can't do crazy things that, that go nowhere. Right. Yeah. Because at some right. point you might lose too much money, too many employees, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but with the AI thing, it's about innovation and experimentation. Mm-hmm. So now if you start to look at these different disruptions mm-hmm. and you start to look at different solutions with AI, what geographies, what channels mm-hmm. of distribution, how would I build my supply chain? How would I take my product offering and do something different than what's currently happening in the industry? Mm-hmm. So there is consensus. So I came out of consumer product. Mm-hmm. Right? So one of the things I look at is I walk into Walgreens and without naming the name of the toothpaste, I see like the 16 feet of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And the idea of innovation of toothpaste to me is cannibalization. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's a line. Ex- it's not innovative. It's right. a line toothpaste extent. is toothpaste is toothpaste for the most part. Right. So I could buy this toothpaste normal. I mm-hmm. could buy it with baking soda. Mm-hmm. I could buy it with whitener. I mm-hmm. could buy it with, and you know, mm-hmm. that's not innovation. Mm-mm. That's variation. At best. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's cannibalized. Mm-hmm. I've just got to pick one of them. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if I'm in a Walgreens or a CVS and I've got all of that, basically they sell 1.2 boxes of toothpaste a day. Hmm. that's not very good no 
So I'm sitting on inventory. Mm-hmm. I'm getting one unit per transaction, mm-hmm. and there's not a whole lot of profitability. No. Okay. So how might I start to think about that concept differently? Well, if I if I didn't think that line extension was a good idea and I could open up my thinking, mm-hmm. I might ask the question, why do people brush their teeth? Ah, okay. Now, the obvious answer is because I'd like them not to fall out. Right. Help. Right? And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'd like to have good breath. Mm-hmm. But for me, where I came up with was I brush my teeth for social confidence. Ah. Now, if I start to think of an arc of social confidence, mm-hmm. it got me to think of if I'm one of the big guys and we know who the toothpaste guys are, mm-hmm. they're big, they're multinational. Mm-hmm. What are there, 8,000 CVS and Walgreens? Mm-hmm. What if I went to Walgreens and said, I'm going to buy an end cap for a year. Mm-hmm. It's going to have to do with social confidence. Mm-hmm. And instead of 17 variations of the same thing, I'm going to create eight to 10 SKUs mm-hmm. of social confidence type product. Mm. Now I have the floor in a way mm-hmm. my competition doesn't. Right. I will sell two to three SKUs per transaction mm-hmm. versus one. Mm-hmm. Units per transaction, dollars per transaction, gross margin per transaction mm-hmm. now start to move in a in a very different way. Mm-hmm. By the time my competitors figure it out, I already own the space. Right. Yeah. People are not going to switch because we're creatures of habit. I have a year lead time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, in the council, what I want to start to do is that was really my strength. In, mm-hmm. in my career was looking at markets and voids and opportunity mm-hmm. and how to think differently. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the apparel business, I had two things that I think were pretty remarkable. I joined a company that had a business unit that was $7 million. Mm-hmm. It was a small company called Levi Strauss. Okay. Now it gets more interesting. I'm in a women's division of a men's 501 gene company, mm-hmm. it's $2 billion, and they just hired me to run a $7 million business. Cool. Oh, well, you think so. <laughs> so? Between the time I get hired and the time I show up, they move a gentleman from the 501 gene business, a mm-hmm. 100-year-old product for men, mm-hmm. and they make him the group vice president for about six or seven variations of the women's business. Mm -hmm. Not to be rude, but not a big understanding of the women's business. Uh -uh. So I get there the first day. I haven't even found my desk. He sees me in the hall and he says, hey, when you get a chance, come to my office. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how about this? Let me get a desk and a phone. Let me get settled. (laughs) So I walk in the office and Mm -hmm. I go, hi, what can I do for you? And he says, listen, I don't really like your division. I don't think it's got much to offer. I'd like you to go to New York, go back to the fabric people, tell them that we want them to take back all the fabric that hasn't been dyed into color and that we'll give them three yards of denim to replace it because we honor our commitment to our vendor. I'm like, this sounds really good for you. This sounds really good for the fabric guy. And I just got here. What yeah. is this doing for me? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I said, tell you what, give me a couple of days and mm-hmm. I'll let you know. So I go out, I do all my research. I mm-hmm. talk to the stores. I talk to my sales force. I put everything together. So 
hi, you got a minute? Do you mind if I come in? Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah. So I said, listen, you know, this $7 million business that you want to give up, if you give me 12 months, I'll give you $49 million. Oh, that's a good job. He, did, he went, what? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I walked him through how I came to that number. Mm -hmm. And he went, go for it. Mm -hmm. And that was the kind of company Levi was, that if you had a bottom line, just make whatever promises you were going to make, make mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Well, three years later, that business was $130 million. Wow. And things that we put around it in other divisions mm -hmm. off of the technology mm -hmm. came a half a billion dollars to a $2 billion company. Wow. Okay. So how is thinking different and leading? I could have easily said, you know what? You're the boss. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, say. sir. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that was kind of throughout my career. We're mm -hmm. doing these kinds of turnarounds, looking at businesses and seeing maybe things that other people weren't seeing, mm -hmm. you know, and when you get brought in from the outside, one of the beauties is you don't have the emotional baggage. Right. You, you didn't have anything to mm -hmm. do with building the business model. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that kind of thing works. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of the business side. But if you really look at the leader side, mm -hmm. what I want to do with the council is I want you to become the most authentic version of who you truly are. Mm -hmm. We don't spend a lot of time usually with people on that kind of work. Right. Yeah. You're, right. you're like, you, like we said at the start, there's all these books, all these seminars that say you should fit into this little box. So let's talk a little bit about how we get formed as human beings. Okay. So we are born, we come into the world, and we're sentient beings. In other words, we don't come in with a fully formed brain. Right. We, we have to we, learn. We're sensing and feeling, mm -hmm. right? And so if we're in a house and the house is calm and, you know, there's not a lot of noise mm -hmm. I'm cooing and mom's cooing back at me. And when I'm crying, she realizes I need a bottle, not a diaper change. Mm -hmm. I have a sense that I'm in a pretty safe environment. Yeah, life is good. Right? We come into the world in an inferior position. And we as a species, if we're not taken care of, we would die. Mm -hmm. Right. But what happens if I grow up in a house where there's a lot of yelling? There's mm -hmm. a lot of noise. There's a lot of... Mm -hmm clamoring and kids are yelling and screaming and mm -hmm. I want to change my diaper changed and they're giving me a bottle or they don't even show right. up mm -hmm. or I'm cooing and mom's on the phone and the doorbell's ringing and mm -hmm. the stove is overheating. Mm -hmm. As a sentient being, I start to begin unconsciously to see the world. Is it a safe place? Is it abundant? Mm -hmm. Is it a place that I belong in? Or is it scary? So, you know, this is sort of what happens. So between zero and 10, mm -hmm. we have what I call a default operating system. So the default operating system are the, are the beliefs and values of the primary caregiver, mm -hmm. family, early education, mm -hmm. spiritual dogma or whatever your spirit, if right. there's any mm -hmm. spiritual belief or no mm -hmm. spiritual belief. We have culture norms, and we mm -hmm. see how this is affecting boys and girls mm -hmm. in our society now. We have institutional norms and political norms. Zero to 10, we have no analytic mind, 
And we know that the frontal cortex, which is our executive decision making, mm -hmm. doesn't even fully mature till early 20s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now we are living this life that others have downloaded into us. That's why it's a default. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in, in terms of that, now the other thing that I do is not only do I get a default system, I live a life of mimicry. I mimic the behaviors that I see mm -hmm. because I have yearnings to fit in, to be lovable, mm -hmm. to be accepted. And the biggest fear is that you'll abandon me. Right. And that's evolutionary. If mm -hmm. I got thrown out of the group and I had to do all the hunting on my own and figure out how to get mm -hmm. the tiger was going to get me far quicker than if I was in right. the group. Mm -hmm. Right. So now what we want to do in the council is to have you bring these unconscious second nature ideas. Mm -hmm. And actually, once you bring them present and focused, now you have a chance to decide, I don't want that belief anymore. Right. So I don't know if you're, if, but there are guys out there, there are people out there, they make a lot of money. Somehow they lose a lot of money. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then they make a lot of money again, mm -hmm. and then they lose a lot of money. Mm -hmm. What's going on? What's going on is money's bad, money's dirty. People mm -hmm. with money aren't honorable. People with mm -hmm. money take advantage. Right, of so they're people. not valuing it. The value system that was put in subconsciously doesn't allow mm -hmm. them to keep the money because invariably it's saying, you're not worthy, you mm -hmm. shouldn't have it. Right. It's so bad. Yeah, these, all of those. Mm -hmm. This is how these beliefs work. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of work that we end up doing so that you get to see what are your triggers? Mm -hmm. How much of a life are you leading in reactivity versus intention? Right. Yeah. So you talk to a lot of millionaires and a lot of, of what I call self-actualized people. Mm -hmm. They're emotionally a mess. Mm -hmm. They're not happy. The money isn't it. They thought, if I just get this, I'll be mm -hmm. happy. And then I'll just get this. And so they're excellent at striving. And this is an experience I had. Mm -hmm. But when you're striving without purpose, mm -hmm. there's always the void. There's never enough. Mm -hmm. So how do we start to take a look at, again, what would be authentic for you? Mm -hmm. And so for me, this is far more authentic wanting to share this knowledge and mm -hmm. this capability of building this mm -hmm. life. It's easy for me. It was easy to do the business thing. Mm -hmm. I just had natural affinity. I think a lot of people do what, what, if you could have anything that you want, if we look at Abraham Maslow, he did the hierarchy mm -hmm. of need. Mm -hmm. And at the hierarchy at the top was self-actualization. Mm -hmm. That wasn't really it. He had, when he was 67 years old, he had a granddaughter and he didn't have time before he had a heart attack and died. The real top of the pyramid is how do I move from self-actualization to self-acceptance and self-love? Mm -hmm. How do I accept those parts of me that as a little guy, I was told were unacceptable. So when right. you look at the terrible twos, mm -hmm. every 20 seconds. No, don't do that. Don't touch that. Mm -hmm. I told you no. Go mm -hmm. to your, take a time out. Blah, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. 
Well, you're at that point starting to create an identity mm -hmm. and all of this is coming down on you. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we tend to dissociate certain parts of ourselves mm -hmm. so that we fit in. We mm -hmm. don't get abandoned. Right. So we're no longer authentic. So Deb, children are seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. So what does Deb do? She like kind of stops talking a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and as a, as a child, that is a genius strategy to survive. Mm -hmm. But as an adult, in, in a person who really wants to have a thriving career, mm -hmm. who's really talented, mm -hmm. who has great ideas, she sits in the back of the room mm -hmm. and finds that it's easier to be invisible without mm -hmm. a voice. And right. one day the CEO says, Deb, if you want to grow with the company, I know who you are and I know what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. And sitting in the back of the room is not going to do it for mm -hmm. you. So now, nice to hear that, but how do I make that transformation? Right. How do you get, yeah, how do you get up to the front of the room? That's the work that I work with mm -hmm. people. And it's amazing. And mm -hmm. the thing about transformation, it's instantaneous. It's like that. Hmm. It's, you know, it's not this. I have to work at it for 30 years. No, 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 no. So let's say, for example, that, that you're in the C-suite. And one of the things is that you have a difficulty having honest conversation or confronting people. Okay. Yeah. So what happens out of that behavior? So what happens out of the behavior is you have a team of people. There's an issue that only you can resolve or they've asked you to resolve it. Mm -hmm. But you don't really like confronting or having those honest mm -hmm. conversations. So what happens is there's a certain level of toxicity that continues. Mm -hmm. You become, according to the team, less trustworthy. Right. Right. And so now, are you getting the best out of everybody? No. Mm -hmm. And and so what happens is by not confronting the issue and having the difficult mm -hmm. conversation, you basically are permitting the behavior. Mm -hmm. That creates more toxicity. Right. That creates more anger. Mm -hmm. That creates people getting distracted. Mm -hmm. So we want to take a look at, and for all of us, we have these issues, you know. Right. It, I mean, there are just certain things that we love to do and certain things that we hate to do. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's kind of there's an existential principle that I really love that has to do with IntelliKey. Mm -hmm. And that is that human beings are the only thing on earth where our existence precedes our essence. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? Mm -hmm. Well, if you ever saw a mushroom, there's no way that a mushroom can become an apple. There mm -hmm. is no way that a stone can become a chair. Mm -hmm. There's no way that a computer can become a horse. Mm -hmm. A human being is born before it's ever realized who it's going to be. Right. Our essence lives within us and based on how our environment, based on the people mm -hmm. we associate with, based on our experience, we develop this perceptual intelligence mm -hmm. of the world, mm -hmm. but moment by moment we actually can transform mm -hmm. and become who we're meant to become. Right. And that's the genius and inspiration and perspiration that I find exciting. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Just to see them, you know, I said it before, you know, realize their potential, um, you know, and, 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 you know, 
sometimes it's just a matter of, like you said, a little encouragement, um, you know, as opposed to Dan, you can't do that. Mm-mm. You know, and, and, or, or, you know, Hey Dan, this is great. This is a great idea. What can I do to help? You know, I might think that you're wasting your time, right? <laughs> or that you can't do it, but it is in, you know, what we say, uh, you know, and, and it's, it is, it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, and back to childhood, I mean, you know, we, we take those little voices with us forever, you know, whether it's the parent, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Um, a teacher frequently. I mean, I remember I had a teacher that, now, you know, I'm, I'm a, a last of the baby boomer generation. And so, you know, my generation, you know, of, of women were going to college, but not, you know, to obviously not like they do today. And, you know, and, and I remember, and, and I mean, I'm not a stupid person. I mean, I, I tested out of a bunch of stuff. Um, I had early, you know, admission to colleges. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And my counselor, who didn't like me, I don't know, maybe I talked too much. Um, you know, she told me, oh, no, you can't do that. You cannot do that. Now, luckily, I looked at her and went, <laughs> right? But I could have just as easily kept that little voice in my head that said, you can't do that. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Um, you know, and and I think that is the hard part is, like you said, you're working and, and finding those little voices. What are those little voices? And sometimes those little voices are keeping us safe, right? Don't touch that. That's hot. You know, and then we touch it anyway, right? Um, but but yes, you know, it's how and and I think especially as leaders, we do carry that. I mean, you know, we might be the CEO, the CFO, the whatever, but if some little voice in there is saying you're not good enough. It's going to trickle down through everything. Yeah. And I think, you know, for it doesn't matter how much you achieve, right? That's external. Mm-hmm. What I'm really talking about is where's your heart and right. who are you internally? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me to become a leader in the 21st century, mm-hmm. I think there's actually a death and a rebirth. So when I when you look at the stories of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. or you look at Star Wars, mm-hmm. or you look at Tolkien's trilogy, mm-hmm. it's the hero's journey. Right. And the council is set up under the theme of and a structure mm-hmm. of Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now we're on a quest. Mm-hmm. And so it gets to be exciting because mm-hmm. someone like Dan shows up. Mm-hmm. Deb, do you want to join the council? Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got the call, but then in the hero's journey, there's the refusal of the call. Right. I'm well, no, I'm busy. I'm not good enough. Whatever. Right? So Luke, Luke Skywalker goes to Obi-Wan and he says, I want to be a Jedi. And he figures Obi-Wan will say, well, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan goes, that's what you want. I'm yeah, here. Okie dokie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Luke goes, well, well, I'm not quite ready yet. All right. But then he gets engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so this is this journey. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we want to take a look at in the hero's journey is who am I? Mm-hmm. So if we go, if we look at the Oracle of Delphi, know thyself, mm-hmm. Socrates, a life unexamined is a life not worth living. Mm-hmm. If you want a spectacular life, who am I? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to become? Mm-hmm. And how do I get across the transom? Right. That's the work I want to do. Question. Why Mm -hmm. do you want to be a leader? Do you want to be a leader? Right. 
-hmm. What happens if you're not chosen to be a leader? Yeah. Can you make yourself a leader? Yeah. So all of that matters. Mm -hmm. What are, do you know what your values, your beliefs, Mm -hmm. principles, strategies, behavior, do you know all of those about Mm -hmm. you? Right. Well, well, yeah, I get it. Do you really know what triggers you? Do you know how people see you Mm -hmm. based on how you act? Mm -hmm. So all of these are things, if we want to get you to authenticity, this is what matters. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. So when I did my work, (laughs) the the professor, well, you have to understand, I grew up in a family. If a PhD was the high level of education, Mm -hmm. I got a Pulitzer Prize in deceit, deflection, obfuscation, change the goalpost. Mm -hmm. And I was a master at it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So um, my my professor decided one day, he said, I really can't take this anymore from you. So here's your assignment. Your assignment. Is, and he said, you know, most people I could get to, but you, it's not going to happen easy. Mm-hmm. So for a year, I am going to have students and faculty, whenever they feel like it, come up to you and tell you what they really think of you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. And I went, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, no, no, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be pretty, number right. one. They're not all going to be saying, Dan, you're wonderful. No, more than likely, they're going to tell you what they really think. Mm-hmm. And he said, here's your task. Your task is to understand there will always be a kernel of truth in what they say. Right. Yeah. So you find the kernel of truth. Mm-hmm you start to understand where they're projecting on you. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, your job is to get to the humor. Hmm. Huh. Okay. I can do that. I'm a quick mm-hmm. study. I, you know, I don't take long on much. Mm-hmm. Seven months into this, I am not smiling. And I'm certainly not laughing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it clicked. And the the little insight was that what I thought, the mask that I was wearing, the the bricks that I had mm-hmm. built up to be protected, mm-hmm. I thought no one knew. The only one who didn't know was me, not realizing everybody already knew, and ah. they were just waiting for me to show up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that task and that process, the mask came away the bricks started falling one Mm -hmm. by one by one and i actually enjoy being who i am Mm -hmm. i know what the shadow sides are i know what the dark sides Mm -hmm. are and if i can accept those and love that part of me Mm -hmm. as much as i like the good part Mm -hmm. and the talented part i now am moving into my wholeness i'm Mm -hmm. moving into who dan really is Mm -hmm. that's the game of the council right you know, and, and so many people ignore those dark parts. You know, we 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 don't want to admit that whatever it is is there, um, but it is part of who we are. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about the people who you know when you know what do you want out of life? Oh, I want to be happy. I want to have kids. Yada yada yada. But they really want to have the house with 15 bedrooms and five bathrooms. And, you know, all of those things, and. You know, and and that's okay, but because they're not admitting it, then they're challenged with everything they do. Um, you know, or maybe it's the opposite. They've got the 15 bedrooms and all that, but to them, they just wanted to have a family. 
I think what they really wanted was to like themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, we see so many people, right? You you hear the stories about them, read it, you know, read it, see it, whatever. And one of the first things you think about is they're not happy. Um, you know, and 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 you can tell, you know, what is it that the you know, the tears of the clown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they've put on a really good front. But, you know, it's, it's not, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about, you know, some of the tragedies where we, you know, think, oh my gosh, this person has everything and then they take their own life, um, you know, or they quit, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to do this anymore. All those various things, because they realize I can't keep going this way. We're, yeah, we're in a society that values the external. Mm-hmm. And all right. They want the houses with 15 bedrooms. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to clean that. <laughs> yeah. So they're all looking at the external. Mm-hmm. And that's where the comparison game mm-hmm. shows up. It's the internal that matters. Right. It's not the external mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the I don't, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. But oh, of course. One of the movies is where he's going into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So one of one of the places that we go is actually to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And people go, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, I don't, is there a bench by you? Mm-hmm. Why don't you sit on the bench and think about it for a mm-hmm. while? What you're here to do is to exhume the parts of yourself that you dissociated and buried so that others would find you acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right. right. This is this is what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to reintegrate those parts into ourselves. We become more alive. We become more authentic. Mm-hmm. We become more energized. We're more playful. It's enormous energy. Mm-hmm. The mask we live in, mm-hmm. and when we aren't living in a mask, we have a whole different experience of right. life. Mm-hmm. So I kind of look at it is that if you're going to walk down into this dark tunnel, mm-hmm. you have no idea what you're going to, what you're not seeing the light, but you're going to take mm-hmm. the journey into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're going to get there and there's going to be a room of doors. Mm. You get to choose which door you open mm-hmm. or whether you won't open any of them. Right. But what you seek is behind the door you open. Mm -hmm. So if you're into movies, if you're into creativity and artistry and genius, and you have this, you know, this is touching you about, Mm -hmm. I want some of what I'm hearing Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. then we're a good place for you to to show up. And Mm -hmm. if this is like, silliness and not then we're not a good place well yeah i mean and and that's that's the whole perception thing right because there are people who are gonna go nah not so much (laughs) okay then that's fine um you know and and but if somebody really does say oh my gosh dan this sounds interesting what do they do well they can meet me in the quantum field and we'll do it telepathically (laughs) yeah right (laughs) Right. There's this quantum field of all possibility out there, mm-hmm. which I play in a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, two things. One is you can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Right. And then the other is I have a very detailed website that I would love to have mm-hmm. people visit. 
and it's www.intellikey.ai. Okay. Spell IntelliKey for us. Yeah. It's E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y dot A-I. Mm. Now, people think that AI is about artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's AI squared where artificial intelligence with authentic intelligence (sighs) creates the world that we want to play in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that uh, everything that I'm I'm up to is helping people become the best Mm -hmm. authentic version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Carl Rogers, I have tons of heroes, but Carl Rogers is is another one. He wrote a fabulous book called On Becoming a Person. Mm-hmm. And the basis of it is, is that all of us have a deep yearning to be accurately seen in the here and now with positive regard, mm-hmm. consistently and unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Bucky Fuller, another hero of mine, would say, there's only one of you. You are unique and you are here to deliver mm-hmm. on the gifts that you came for. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You take somebody like Viktor Frankl, another hero, right? What's man's search for meaning? Mm-hmm. Often we hear about, well, what's the meaning of life? Mm-hmm. That's the wrong question. The question is life has no meaning. What is the meaning you're giving to your life? Mm. That's the question. Mm-hmm. So am I living my dream or am I living in somebody else's dream? Mm-hmm. Am I authentic and going after what I want or do I play small because that's kind of what I was told to do? Those little people from a long time ago in that little voice. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole idea for me is I want you to become the best version mm-hmm. of you. I want you to lead an organization that people are, thr- they can't wait to come in. They're aligned, right? It's mm-hmm. not what we wrote on the wall. Mm-hmm. I understand what we wrote on the wall. I want to understand how do you make decisions? Mm-hmm. I want to understand what's not written on the wall. How do you, how is your mm-hmm. environment every day? Right. So we have lots of flowery, wonderful things on a wall. Mm-hmm. But if we have 70% of people who are not engaged in their work, there is right. a disconnect mm-hmm. between what we wrote on the wall and what's here. Mm-hmm. And now we also have a unique situation because it's the first time I'm aware there are five generations working right. in an organization today. Mm-hmm. My generation, we probably like to talk on the telephone. Mm-hmm. The other generation, if I have to pick up a phone to talk to you, I could shoot myself. I know. And why don't you respond to my text messages? <laughs> right? Oh, and by the way, when I leave, don't text me. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm that, done. My day yep. is done. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So now there's all these opportunities for integration that mm-hmm. I find really exciting. Right. Um, you know, my kids are millennials. Mm-hmm. and. But I relate to them, even though I'm older than they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested and curious. I think one of the things, I think the most important attribute of a leader is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Now, curiosity comes, competence helps. People mm-hmm. don't like leaders who aren't competent. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these different things. But if you look at 
if you looked at the same excitement and energy and inspiration that you put into getting to the C-suite, Mm-hmm. If you put that into yourself and your own development, mm-hmm. what would that mean? How many of how many C-suite executives have a good work-life balance? Right. See, and there's and no balance because that's 50-50. Right. So now all of a sudden it's like, what happens if I when I'm there, I could be present? Right. See, it's not 50-50 that's required, it's presence. Mm-hmm. And if I don't even realize that I'm not present or how to get myself mm-hmm. into presence, how much of the time am I in flow versus how much of the time am I going to burn out? Mm-hmm. How much of the time have I not taken a stand for my own? Ca- People say, I've got meeting after meeting after meeting. Mm-hmm. And we both know a lady who does that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said to her at some point, it's your calendar. No one yeah. is doing- Turn it off. Don't let it. (laughs) Right. Uh So block out what works best for you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just think there's, there's so many opportunities. The 21st century is one that I think is going to be amazing. It is. Mm -hmm. But it's not going to be amazing if you're living in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. Right. You're going to get run over. Well, okay. That's a possibility. (laughs) I didn't want to go there, <laughs> but um, so anyway, I, I encourage everybody who is listening uh, in any way that I can mm-hmm. help. I am certainly interested and I hope you'll consider the legal of the uh, leader council. Mm-hmm. And, I love uh, it. As Deb said, it, it's aligned with the C-suite network mm-hmm. and we are giving a contributor's membership to people who join, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's going to be a unique group of people. Mm-hmm who are really excited to support each other on mm-hmm. their own transformation right. and development. You know, and, and I love that part about supporting each other. You know, it goes back to what we were saying at the very start. You have to have people around you who are going to support you. You know, we're, they, we are not islands. Well, some of us are. But no, <laughs> some of us think we are. This right? is true, but we shouldn't be, right? Yes. So anyway, I this has just been a, a wonderful opportunity to share with you and uh, get your feedback. And um, this, yeah, I, this this really has been great. It's been such a fun discussion. Awesome. Well, Dan, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah, I have one final thought, which is the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. I can't think of anything that would be better than that. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, I have been having so much fun talking with Dan Silberberg. I am Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.